Welcome to the Everyone Has a Story podcast presented by the Business and Education Alliance, where students' talents, interests, and aptitudes can be connected to the dynamic world of work. Welcome to today's episode of Everyone Has a Story, hosted by the Business and Education Alliance. My name is Bob Gemignani. Very pleased today to have with us, uh, us Andrew Osuch, Recreation Specialist with Widefield Parks and Recreation. Andrew, thank you so much for donating some of your valuable time today to speak into the lives of the next generation. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so let's get right into your career story. Um, what uh, Think back to just a few short years ago, Andrew, when you were perhaps in middle school or high school. Did you have any thoughts back then about the world of work or what kind of job you might want to pursue when you grew up? Uh, you know, not really. Uh, I think I, just like a lot of the kids, uh, I, was, I was into sports, I was into music, and, uh, I, and I was into animals a lot. I grew up in Florida, so I was, I was really into animals. We had a lot of uh, pets growing up, like reptiles and stuff. So I, I would go from anywhere from sports star to... Uh, uh, music star to um, to working at a zoo, but um, it was all over the place. So I really had no idea um, what I was really wanting to do uh, full time as a career. So, okay, so we're going to be really curious to hear how you navigated yourself to where you are today here in just a minute. But before we get to that, what was your first ever paid job? Um, my first ever paid job, uh, I worked as a uh, camp counselor um, for a, a friend of mine. His father was a Harlem Globetrotter and he had a basketball camp. So I worked at the basketball camp with, uh, as a counselor and we, um, we did a bunch of drills with the kids. And then later on, uh, when I was in high school, um, I worked at Subway. So I think it was very common with a lot of the younger, younger group. I was a sandwich artist, so for a little bit. All right, Andrew, when you were in high school, did you have access to any kind of career connected or work-based learning, much like the PPBEA is trying to bring to our school systems where perhaps you had um, designed opportunities to job shadow professionals in the community or to do an internship as a high school student? Was that programming available to you? And if so, did you take advantage of it? You know, I, I don't think it was available to me. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I, if, if it was uh, available, I, I really wasn't aware of it. Um, but I, I do wish that I, I had taken part in some sort of job shadowing or internship just so that I had a, a good feel of what working is like in the, in the uh, professional world and uh, just kind of to get to kind of get a good taste of everything before I jumped into college. So, and it, it's interesting. Your your comment there is is uh, reflected in a lot of the adults that we talk to. Uh, something like, "I God, I wish I had something like this when I was a kid." You know. Mm -hmm. um, so we're just really pleased to be part of a potential solution, uh, even though we didn't maybe have access to it. Uh, the next generation can have access to it. Yeah. So, Andrew, uh, so now you get to uh, tell your career story. How did you go from, you know, the, the kid uh, into sports and music and, and reptiles, mm -hmm. navigate his way to where he is today as a recreation specialist at Widefield Parks and Recreation? And if you could try to pay some particular attention to perhaps how you inventoried your interests and what you thought you were good at 
as you maneuvered your way through your educational choices and your job choices. So the floor is yours for as long as you need it. Okay. So I grew up in Miami, Florida, like I said, and then uh, uh, my dad worked at this, uh, worked as a principal and then worked as an, as uh, he worked in the school district up North in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, when he got that job, the, the owner of the school wanted us to move up there with him. So um, we, we ended up at this private school in Florida and uh, they had a lot more opportunities. They had a lot more music classes, stuff I was interested in. Uh, they had more, um, more opportunities in sports. So that was great. Um, so in high school, I, I started taking all these, um, well, uh, so before I was taking uh, classical guitar lessons and stuff like that, I learned how to play, play the piano. So um, I got into the courses at the private school and one of the teachers kind of took me under his wing he was uh, taking me to all these auditions. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll go to college for music. Um, I was auditioning for different scholarships and that kind of fell through. I was uh, supposed to be meeting with uh, some instructors that kind of canceled on me. So that was kind of out of the picture. And then, so I was into zoology. I told, uh, like I mentioned, I was into to animals. So I was like, well, let me, um, let me, let me get more into animals. Let me take these, uh, there's a marine biology course. I took the marine biology course and my instructor, I, I mean, he was a great guy, but um, he was kind of obsessive with uh, spiny lobsters. I guess you had to pick an animal at that point. And he was kind of obsessive with these, with, uh, with these animals. And I, I mean, I, I definitely had interest in, in the animals, but not like I wanted uh, compared to him. So uh, I kind of strayed away from zoology and it was time to go to college. I applied to a bunch of colleges in Florida and I ended up at UF. And so I put on my, on my job, on my application to college, um, zoology. So I got into college with zoology. I, I ended up in business because much like a lot of the students, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. So I thought business was the way to go. It's really broad, I thought. So I can pretty much go where I want um, after I take a couple years of business courses. I went to um, my advisor to switch out of a class and they said that I needed to switch into something else because my grades were too low. I chose sports management because a lot of the courses were similar so I, I wouldn't be really behind. And so graduated sports management but so in, so in order to graduate, we needed to do an internship and a field experience. And so my first internship was with the local YMCA. And I thought, I mean, I thought, oh, that's great. I'll do the YMCA then. Maybe I'll get like a scouting job with a pro team or I'll uh, be a, a general manager one day. I thought being a scout was the best thing in sports. So I'm working at the YMCA. I'm, I'm working with all these kids and uh, the YMCA was a great environment. The, my supervisor became one of my good friends and a lot of the staff were uh, good friends of mine eventually. And um, I learned that I really enjoyed kind of being a public servant, really enjoyed working at a YMCA, um, YMCA um, environment. Uh, after the YMCA, I got a couple coaching gigs um, for basketball. I went up to 
Maryland uh, to coach high school basketball. Uh, we became top top five in the nation. Um, and then after the season, I came back to Gainesville where the YMCA was. And um, I just started working at Starbucks and I was trying to find more jobs in my industry. And there really wasn't um, uh, any more jobs. So um, I became a sports coordinator with the Y. Um, and then after that, I just kind of wanted to spread my wings a little bit. So I put my resume out to pretty much everywhere. Um, um, and basically the only experience I had was the coaching and the YMCA and um, Pueblo, Colorado called me um, and they brought or they, they interviewed me via Zoom or whatever. And they, uh, I got all my stuff in my car and I drove out to Pueblo, Colorado and I worked as a sports coordinator for the city. It's, it was a little bit different than uh, the YMCA experience. The city has a lot more, a lot more people. Uh, the leagues were bigger. I had to kind of um, learn a little bit about the city and um, get, accl get acclimated to the differences between Florida and Colorado. I thought you can play sports all year round. I, I, I didn't realize it snowed and you can't do certain things. Um, so it was definitely a learning curve for sure. And uh, after a couple of years at the Pueblo, city of Pueblo, I uh, got an opportunity as a, a full-time um, recreation sp specialist, AKA a sports coordinator with the uh, um, school district uh, parks and rec. And that's where I currently am today. So, um, so yeah, it was definitely a, a long, a long road and um, many different uh, obstacles I really wasn't expecting, so. Andrew, your journey is like the poster child for the program that we're doing right now, hmm. right? Like you, yeah. you went into college, um, you know, you had this, this, these visions of doing certain things. And, um, but because your exposure to different careers was sort of limited, um, and also uh, not maybe having access to jobs information about what you wanted to do, yeah. um, that there weren't a whole lot of jobs out there. So that's really your experience is benefiting the next generation, right? So uh, students, if there's a kind of a, 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 a theme out of Andrew's story is take advantage of some of these experiential learning opportunities while you're in middle school and high school to maybe better direct your decision-making as you enter college and um, start an early career. So Andrew, thank you so much for that, uh, for your journey. And by the way, um, you probably fall into the um, category of about 75% of the professionals we've interviewed that ended up not doing what they thought they were gonna do when they were in high school. So welcome to the cool club. Thank you, thank you, Bob. So Andrew, what would you say is the biggest single challenge you have faced in your professional career and how have you overcome that? In my professional career, um, so after working at that YMCA um, and taking those coaching jobs, I thought, okay, well, something's gonna come out of this coaching job, uh, I'm gonna be a coach. And then going back to uh, Florida without any, uh, without any job, I, I had to call a, a good friend of mine to get back onto a, a part-time job I had with a Starbucks. And um, after maybe a year or two, I kind of realized I was um, kind of the, uh, I'll be um, kind of hanging out um, downtown, going to clubs and, and stuff like that. 
and I kind of realized that I was like the oldest person there and I was like, I really need to, to change my life a little bit. And, um, so, I mean, really putting myself out there and, uh, and, and driving out to Pueblo somewhere. I, I had no idea wh where Pueblo was. I, I've never been, uh, past, uh, Texas. So taking all my, my stuff in, in my car and driving out and uh, just kind of risking, um, risking a lot and, um, not being familiar with anything. I think that was, uh, kind of a, a big, a big challenge for me. I think now I'm very comfortable with, uh, the area and very comfortable kind of taking a leap of faith whenever I need to, because I know eventually it'll work out. I think, um, kind of helped out. So. Thanks, Andrew. Let's talk a little bit about, um, people who've been influential in your life, mentorship or friendship, whatever you might want to call that. Do you want to give a shout out to any folks that showed up in your life in a meaningful way to maybe encourage you to do something different or to challenge you to be better? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, definitely my parents had a lot to do with, um, with how I was uh, brought up. And uh, my father passed away when I was in high school. So my mom was a, a huge influence, but um, I think, um, one of my, so when I was an intern at the YMCA, I had one supervisor. And then, um, when I came back, there was another su uh, supervisor that was hired and, uh, brought me on as a assistant coordinator. And his name was Larry. And, uh, he, he came from Illinois with his uh, girlfriend and we became good friends. I think it's, I mean, if you have a, a friendship within your, um, career, that you can count on. He, he pretty much uh, showed me what it was like to be a sports coordinator. Um, he helped me out when, uh, when I had bad experiences and kind of kept me on track to not get rattled and everything like that and taught me a lot of great lessons uh, going forward. And I think ultimately he was a huge influence on, on me wanting to grow my career as a sports coordinator and being a, a, a servant to the community and help the, the different communities out that I that I would potentially be in so he's still a great friend of mine and uh, I was I was a uh, I was in his wedding and one day he'll be in mine so um, I think um, with with everyone's path in their career you're going to run into those mentors that you really can count on and call and uh, kind of ask questions in any situation. Andrew what would you say to your teenage self knowing what you know today? I would say be patient work hard um, eventually someone's going to notice that you're working hard, uh, and, um, that things will come, uh, don't be lazy, uh, take opportunities when they, when they present themselves. Sometimes you don't know something's an opportunity until you really seek it out. Um, and then also kind of work on different things that, uh, you don't think will be a, a skill later on. I know before I was really nervous about public speaking and, um, different things in my career uh, kind of let me know that, hey, if I was a little bit more open to learning about speaking in front of people or putting myself out there, uh, not, not being shy, I think I would do a lot better quicker. So uh, definitely uh, take advantage of those opportunities and uh, to put yourself out there. Andrew, talk to us a little bit about uh, Widefield Parks and Rec. Um, what does your organization do What's your mission and who are your customers? So uh, our Parks and Rec does a lot of things. Uh, we're one of the few Parks and Recs that's owned by the school district. So we work a lot with, uh, with our schools. Um, 
um, mostly we provide programs to the community to uh, benefit most people. I myself work in sports, uh, so I'll provide different uh, sport leagues, sport tournaments to the youth and the adult um, demographics. And then we have different coordinators here that um, provide, um, we have an aquatics coordinator, we have an arts and cultural sciences coordinator that really focuses on uh, different special events and uh, different classes like karate classes and things you can do after school. And um, uh, we just try to provide as many programs as possible so that each season the kids in the community have something that, that they can do to, to uh, have fun. If uh, kids in middle school and high school don't make their, their school teams, we're always here to provide leagues and, and, uh, and activities for them. Uh, we try to um, kind of uh, make the community a safe place where uh, you can find different fun things to do. Uh, let's see, I, I, I forget the uh, follow-up question. Uh, oh, no, you're good, you're good. Um, I mean, your customers are basically the, who, who's consuming the product, who would that be? Yeah, so uh, so working in sports, we are we start from four years old to, um, to eighth grade. Um, and then there's other parks and recs that go, uh, go into high school, but we mainly focus on our four-year-old to eighth grade population. And then we have different sports that uh, are popping up. We have pickleball that the older groups, uh, they tend to, tend to stick to. And then the adult leagues, they go anywhere from 18 to, um, I mean, as old as you want to get. So um, we try to we try to cater to all the demographics and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we're doing a good job. So, Andrew, for those students out there that aren't aware uh, outside of this interview um, that, you know, you're a recreation specialist at uh, Widefield Parks and Rec, what are some of the other kind of occupations or jobs that are employed in your organization outside of what you do? Sure. Um, so like I said, or um, I, so I, I the YMCA's are very similar to what we do. Um, they have aquatics coordinators, they have sports, they have special events, they, they have um, uh, different other coordinators in different departments that um, I, think, I think a lot of the parks and recs are coming up with e-sports and alternative sport uh, coordinators that are popping up. Um, but our specific um, department, we have a few rec specialists that work on our different um, either sports, aquatics, everything like that. We have a couple front desk people, and then we have our grounds department that um, they make our pretty much our city look good. As, uh, so they'll they'll do a lot of the groundwork. They'll do a lot of the landscaping, and we have about 50 part timers. Uh, sports employs a lot of the the youth sports officials, and uh, a lot of the youth sports officials that's their first job. We hire at 15. And um, we, I mean, we've hired a lot older as well, but um, we have our youth sports officials, they eventually graduate to site supervisors and then hopefully uh, have, have enough experience and desire to come up to um, our uh, full-time rec specialist position. And then the aquatics, they have lifeguards, uh, which start at the age of 15 and they work up the chain as well. So, um, uh, but there's many different, uh, in, in, in my field, there's many different uh, ways you can kind of um, experience Parks and Rec and experience sports management. So, 
Thanks, Andrew. And for the high school students out there, um, there is uh, other um, opportunities for you to work as a minor outside mm -hmm. of maybe Taco Bell or fast food or whatever. Yep. You just learned that you could be a youth sports official and make a little bit of money on the side, right? Mm -hmm. um, or you could be a lifeguard um, yep. under 18 and be able to be out in the sun and playing around in the water and saving people. Yeah, it's it's very um, uh, it's very rewarding. Uh, like, like I said, we start with the four year olds. So typically, if you start off with us as a youth sports official, we'll throw you on the four four year old kindergarten soccer games. And um, I mean, we're not too strict uh, at that level, so you get to see a lot of the smiles on their faces and a lot of smiles on the parents' faces, and um, um, you'll. Uh, I, I think you'll get a lot of uh, praise and um, self self worth out of it. So, Andrew, talking to that particular maybe middle school or high school student out there who's watching your interview and thinking to themselves, you know what, this sounds like potentially a career option for me. What would you suggest are the entry level skills, education, and experience that that student would need to accumulate for an entry level position in your occupation? Sure. So um, we interview we interview youth sports officials seasonally. Um, during the interview, we can see kind of how shy and how open the candidates are, and if they have any type of um, internship or experiences with kids, whether it's through babysitting or a church or um, or if a teacher, if you have a good recommendation from a teacher. Um, that's something we, we take, we take into account for sure. We can see just with certain questions, how, how close, how close the candidates get or how more or more willing that they are to open up to us. Uh, a, a lot of the youth, youth sports official jobs, they, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun, but also it can be really stressful. You can get yelled at from, uh, some sports parents, which, uh, I wish it wouldn't happen as often, but it does happen, and you have to learn how to stay, stay calm and um, adapt to different experiences. Um, so, if if we see that you're talkative in the in the um, in the interview, and you have the the skills uh, of working with kids and and working with different parents, um, I mean that that definitely helps out with you going on to the next level. And then, Andrew, what would the career ladder look like for somebody in your position um, okay. from entry level to, you know, mid-management or mid-career? Uh, and what's the, what would be the pinnacle of, uh, our, our of your career? Yeah, in Parks and Rec, yeah. I'm sorry? What would be the career ladder in, in your occupation? Where, where can you go from here? Uh, and what would be sort of the pinnacle of your job? Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I, I would say the pinnacle for my job would be a sports or a um, uh, parks and rec director. There's a, a couple more stages of uh, experience I probably have to experience. Uh, so I'll, above me is a program manager, which in a lot of parks and recs is the assistant director. And then above that is the uh, director. So um, our assistant director and director, they have a lot of experience uh, in Parks and Rec. I know our uh, assistant director has been in, uh, whether it's YMCA's or Parks and Rec's for 
uh, I believe 20 years. And then um, our director has experience not only in uh, sports, he has a, a background in education with a school, or the school district and just leadership in general. So uh, I think the pinnacle of, of what, what would be my career would be a Parks and Rec director. Andrew Osuch, Recreation Specialist with Widefield Parks and Recreation. It's been a pleasure to hear your career story today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, teachers, students, stand by. We're going to take a little break and be back with part two of our interview, A Day in the Life of Andrew Osuch, a Recreation Specialist. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Welcome back to part two of our Everyone Has a Story interview with Andrew Osuch, Recreation Specialist with Widefield Parks and Recreation. Andrew, thank you again for spending some time with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so part one, we heard your career story and your journey and how you got to where you are today. So uh, talk to viewers about uh, what a day in your life looks like today as a recreation specialist. All right, well, uh, being a recreation specialist, uh, the schedule changes day to day, uh, which, I, uh, which is one of the perks of the job. You never know kind of what's gonna happen. Uh, for the most part, I get to work, I get to my office, I check my messages and voicemails. I get caught up with the communication to the patrons. Um, and in, depending on what season we're in, we're usually in a different sport. In the winter, we do basketball and volleyball. We do the, the indoor sports. And then we do a couple soccer seasons. We do baseball, softball. So uh, we have a process for that. We have to market the uh, program. We have to take registrations for the program so that we know how many kids are in the program. And then we have to sort those kids into different teams and contact everybody, make sure everyone's on the same page. And that, that in itself kind of takes most of my time uh, getting everybody on the same page, whether it's our staff, having staff meetings, hiring staff, uh, making sure the uh, officials are on top of their job uh, on game day, um, and then uh, coordinating the different fields that we use, coordinating the different coaches with the players. Uh, let's see. Uh, sometimes we'll go over to the schools to promote our, our leagues and get all the kids excited about the next sport coming up. So we'll drive around from school to school to kind of make get them excited. Um, most of our uh, most of our games are on Saturdays. So uh, the the nine to five at the office, um, kind of uh, planning everything. Hopefully on Saturday, uh, it all works well. A lot of times it doesn't. Uh, I mean, in, 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 the, in the perfect world, everything works out. There's no parent complaints. There's no, everybody shows up. All the staff shows up. All the coaches show up. All the kids show up. But um, most Saturdays, that's not how it goes. So you have to be kind of on your toes. You have to be ready to, uh, most of the time on Saturdays, I'm in a, kind of a golf cart riding around to each field making sure everything's fine but in order to do that everything has to be running smoothly so if we get somebody calling off uh saturday morning or friday night i have to find a new replacement for that official or after a, a coach can't uh, make it that saturday maybe i fill in as a coach for a four-year-old soccer team um so there's a lot of moving parts and we just hope that on saturday there's not too many uh, mishaps. Uh, there's many different Saturdays that I would be refing, uh, refing for, for a, a few games or refing for the whole day or moving 
one official to, to another field they weren't expecting or coaching a team. Um, so you never know with the game days how that's going to go either. Um, so you just have to learn how to adapt, learn how to, uh, to handle difficult situations on the fly. And um, as far as uh, kind of being successful, you have to learn how to manage your time and, and, and learn how to adapt to those changes. Andrew, what would you say are the top two or three most important technical or job knowledge skills that you need to apply on a daily basis to be successful in your role? Um, definitely learn how to manage your time. You, uh, like I said, the day changes. Um, if you get a, a, a random phone call from a parent, uh, you have to learn how to kind of compartmentalize that and uh, not let it affect your your day-to-day -day operations but uh, things change during the day and you need to learn how to to manage your time as, as best as possible uh, being organized is, is a, a, a great skill to have um, not a lot or uh, there was more life experience skills that I learned and that I use in this um, job than anything that I learned in the classroom, really. Um, learning how to speak in front of parents and groups of kids is definitely a plus. So uh, public speaking, if you're able to take a public speaking course, I definitely recommend it. And then there's other skills as well. So. And then what about the more soft skills, uh, Andrew? Yeah, I think those are the more important ones. Um, being patient, um, definitely uh, staying calm in in tough situations, there's there's many tough situations you'll run into, but staying calm in those situations, being uh, and being flexible, is, and and um, being able to communicate with uh, both parents and students is uh, very important. Being able to adapt on the fly if somebody calls off, you you have to jump into a game to re referee a game and not not um, get rattled by that. My schedule is very on and off. There's a uh, of course, I have my like nine to five schedule, which is what tends to be the, the normality. But in Parks and Rec, there's there's games that start at 530. There's adult games that start later than that. So uh, a lot of my schedule just kind of depends on game schedules. You have to be flexible with your schedule. So um, if you're able to do that, you'd be uh, very successful. Andrew, if you could pick one thing that you like most about what you do, what is it? Um, I would say... Going from the Monday through Friday, it's very stressful, or not very stressful, but you're leading up to that Saturday, and uh, you're hoping all the planning within that Monday through Friday, you'll have a successful Saturday or game day, and um, really just seeing the the smiling faces and and uh, from the four year olds or eighth graders or whatever it is, and seeing that they're having fun and and you were you were one of the main pieces to. Uh, get those Saturdays together, seeing the smiles on their faces, having the kids uh, laugh and have a good time. That's kind of the best part of the of the job. Of course, you have your um, your parents who uh, can uh, make your day um, way better by by saying that you you did a great job. Thank you for doing this. And then uh, there's also lows as well. So, but I would say the best part is seeing those smiling faces on Saturday, having a good time playing sports. So. And what about, uh, what do you like most about working for Widefield Parks and Rec in particular? Um, I think um, the fact that we're owned by the school district, uh, we're able to kind of use the schools a little bit more and be in the classrooms. I, I, I personally really enjoy that. 
Um, we have a really good relationship with the staff from all the schools. So if uh, we're in a crunch of any sort where we need a court, we need a field, they're more than happy to kind of let us do that. Um, I, I do like the community we're in. We're kind of a small community and it's very close knit. So um, if I have to go to the store or anything like that, it's, it's kind of nice to see somebody that I know and see a familiar face. Um, also, they kind of, uh, my supervisors, they kind of let me do what I need to do. Uh, they know that I have the experience working, that I, that I know what I'm doing. So they kind of, they kind of let me, they kind of let me uh, do what I need to do and they don't micromanage me too much. And they let me do, or, um, and it's also a great uh, work environment. I really like my staff and um, it's, all, it's a great plus to come to work knowing that uh, um, you have a friendly staff and you, you enjoy the people that you work with, so. And you're recognizing that not all jobs are unicorns and rainbows every day. What, uh, what's that one task that you uh, don't like to do, perhaps that you have to do on a daily basis? Um, I think ultimately telling people no. Uh, we have deadlines. That, I mean, we register, We have people um, register for our leagues and um, our tournaments and everything like that. And sometimes a parent misses a deadline and gets unhappy and calls us. And uh, uh, sometimes I have to basically tell them that they can't be a part of our our league or our our. our um, a tournament or or anything like that, and it's hard for me to turn away uh, someone who really wants to have fun. But um, and then we also get some parent complaints that can can rattle can rattle you a little bit. Uh, whether it's on game day, you have parents uh, getting a little bit too intense with the sports, and uh, they like to yell and uh, blow off steam. Which currently I'm I'm pretty good at staying calm. I, I think when I first started with my um, sports career, my parks and rec career, it kind of made me uneasy. Uh, driving home that day, um, I was kind of, I kind of took it to heart. Uh, I kind of took it more personal, but I think with any parks and rec, you're going to run into something like that. I think everybody sees those YouTube videos where the parents get a little out of control or a coach gets out of control and runs on the field. But those are situations you run into and you have to uh, stay calm. And um, um, I think with my experience, I'm able to kind of stay calm and handle those situations. But early in my career, it was a little bit harder. Andrew, what uh, we talked a little bit in part one of our interview about the career ladder. Um, what, where can you go from here being a recreational specialist? What, what advancement opportunities are available to you? Sure. Um, so I, I guess the next step would be uh, like a recreation manager or, re or, or assistant director. And um, I feel like I've taken the necessary steps to kind of go in that direction where they oversee many of the, they oversee sports, aquatics and special events or whatever um, department they have. But um, also a director ultimately kind of overseeing the whole, the whole department. And if for whatever reason, you didn't want to stick with Parks and Rec and you wanted to get into something more pro uh, private. Um, it's a great thing to have on your resume. If you wanted to, I don't know, be like an athletic director at a high school or because um, you have that experience with scheduling, you have that experience with with uh, students and, and parents. Um, so you can definitely um, uh, have a, a horizontal or a, um, move into a career that maybe isn't in the public sector or parks and rec, but you can go to 
maybe a college and be an athletic director or high school or um, work in athletics in some other um, aspect. Andrew, um, talking to that one high school student out there watching your career interview, what, what suggestions would you have for that student in particular to gain some exposure to and experience in your field of work? Uh, I think the best way uh, really is to, um, to uh, intern, um, to intern with us or intern with another Parks and Rec. Uh, I know uh, they have a lot of opportunities um, through PPBA or if you want to contact the Parks and Rec directly, they have, they have internships, they have shadow opportunities. I'm more than happy to, um, to host a uh, shadow opportunity if, they, if there's a student that wants to kind of follow me around uh, on a on a day-to-day -day basis, see what my day is like. Um, uh, also, uh, you can um, work in different departments in Parks and Rec and start off as a youth sports official. Uh, we start with, uh, you can work with us at 15, but definitely uh, reach out to PPBA. They have uh, internship opportunities, not only in Parks and Rec, but maybe something that, that interests you that's not sports related. Um, but that, that would be the best way to kind of gain, gain exposure and experience. Um, Andrew, so does, uh, we were talking a little bit during the break about, about uh, ongoing education. Mm -hmm. So the next question has to do with uh, perhaps organizational tuition reimbursement. So uh, have you been able to access tuition reimbursement programs with any of your employers? And if so, did you take advantage of that? So yeah, um, so yes, I did. Um, our organization, Whitefield School District, we have a tuition reimbursement program. After a while of um, being in my position, um, I wanted to see how I can advance my career. And one of those was to further my education. So I received my master's degree last March. And uh, fortunately, and I believe a lot of um, parks and recs and a lot of companies in general they, they want you to pursue educational opportunities to further your career, whether it's internally, externally, uh, hope mostly internally so that you're better at your job and uh, um, the company is, is, is better well off uh, for it. So I was able to get my master's degree. The um, Parks and Rec paid for a few credits of that, um, of that degree. So it was a little bit easier on my wallet, but um, I believe many of the uh, companies with uh, Parks and Rec has uh, tuition reimbursement that you should take advantage of if you can. Andrew, the hard part of our interview is over. All right. What do you uh, like to do in your free time? Um, normally, I'd like to go to the gym. Um, I, I, I also really like sports myself. So some of the sports that I coordinate, I'll like to play in, like I'll play volleyball or uh or take part in uh, some pickleball with the older group. But uh, I like to play sports. I like to watch sports. I like to, um, when, if movies come back, I like to go to the movies, but uh, play music. But um, yeah, uh, just, uh, just mostly kind of use my free time to play sports and, and go to the gym, really. So what do you want to be when you grow up now, Andrew? Uh, what I want to be when I grow up, hopefully I can further my career to one day be a, a, a director of a Parks and Rec and uh, um, kind of grow my presence in the community. So I think that's very important. So it, uh, as much as you grow your presence in the community, it helps you out with your career, and especially being a public servant. 
And um, hopefully one day I can uh, achieve that. It's going to take a lot of hard work and um, I'd have to get better with my job interviews and stuff like that. But I think one day it'll happen. So. And Andrew, speaking of that one high school student out there who's intrigued by your story and the kind of work that you do, do you have any experience or um, uh, advice for that student as to what next step they could take while they're in high school? Yeah, um, you could definitely... Uh, I, I think you should write out your goals and set, set your goals high um, and um, don't be afraid to fail. There's a lot of things in, during my career that I thought would happen and it never did. And in some way, I'm very thankful that it didn't because it led me to this, um, to this point where I'm very happy with my job and uh, just don't be afraid to fail and expose yourself to different jobs and opportunities. Andrew O. Such, Recreation Specialist with Widefield Parks and Recreation. Thank you so much for donating some of your valuable time today. Thank you, Bob. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for tuning in to the Everyone Has a Story podcast. We hope the experience shared today in the career story and informational interview may benefit you as you make educational and career choices. If you would like to learn more about the Business and Education Alliance and how we are working with education and industry to connect students' talents, interests, and aptitudes to the world of work, please go to businessandeducationalliance.org. <laughs>